0: Character charts are more than just names in eye color. I'm going to show you 10 things that I include in a character chart. Welcome fabulous writers to my channel. I'm Autumn Bardot, and here you will find author tools, writing tips, and maybe even a little bit of inspiration. I am all about character charts. In fact, I think it was one of the very first charts that I made for my very first novel. Wow, have my character charts really grown and improved since then. The more you write, the more you learn. No need to take notes on any of this. You can get all of my notes on Club Autumn. That is my Facebook group. Just join the group and all of my notes are in a Word document in the file section. I make it easy like that. Before we get started, I just want to clarify something. I want to make it really, really clear when I discuss these character charts. I don't put all of this stuff in before I write. Oh oh, oh, no, my character chart grows and changes and morphs as I'm writing my story. I will have a very basic, basic one to begin with. But by the middle of my first draft, I'm starting to put more and more things in it. By the time I'm working on a second draft or a second revision, I am like, okay, I need to do this and do this and do this because the characters grow as I'm writing. And so don't think you have to like do all of this with your first draft. That would just be like, you would never get started on your book. It's a growing, changing document. So here are the things I put in my character charts. Ready? Name. I know, I know. You're thinking, uh, obvious, Autumn but I don't always have my names, especially for the secondary characters. So I just assign them like an A, B, C, or D. I happen to like names with meaning, with significance behind them, especially if it's a made up character, right? My historical fiction, there are real people, so I can't change their names. The made up characters, I like to have fun with the names. And I have a video on naming your characters with purpose, and I will put that link in the description box below. The next thing I put in a character chart are physical traits. That's the eye color, the height, the hair color, all that stuff. Once again, for made up characters, I like to give their own characteristics, since they're made up, some meaning or some significance. So is their eye color significant in some way? Is their hair color? Do they have a limp or something like that? I try to make it significant. Also not super, super specific because I think readers like to kind of picture their own character. So generalities are okay. Just enough of a picture that they can see or envision the character in their head. I also have a video on that too, and that is how to improve characterization. You know it, the link is going to be in the description box below. The third thing I add is a photo. Now, I just surf the web for a photo of what I am envisioning, just so I can see them in my mind, especially if they're a totally made up character, right? For example, for Dragon Lady, I had all these pirate chieftains, and they all had like, pretty specific personalities that I could kind of tease out from all the research and information I did, but I needed to see them. I needed them made real. I needed to match what I saw them as being with their kind of, with their face and their looks. And also it kind of went with the Chinese face reading kind of thing. So I wanted to kind of integrate that. So I went online for the Chinese pirate chieftains. I just typed in like grumpy old Asian man. (laughs) And, and different things like that. And so I had like a wide assortment of what I thought would be, ooh, that's that pirate chieftain. So for me, pictures really help. The fourth thing I put in a character chart is their personality. Now, I'm gonna to be totally honest. Wait, I'm always totally honest with you guys, always. I don't quite know in the beginning what their personalities are. They kind of emerge as I write the story. Sometimes I don't even have a very good handle on them until maybe halfway through the first draft or three quarters of a way when I finally, they start to emerge and become alive, at least to me. There's several ways that I try to get a handle on personalities, several sources I use. I will use the Myers-Briggs 16 personality chart. There's a website for that, super easy to find. There's the 12 astrological types, the four basic personality types. A lot of sitcoms use those because they all play off of each other and create a lot of conflict. They are all foils to one another. Remember, conflict is king and queen. Mm -hmm. I also use character archetypes and, or I use a combination of to really help me flesh out the character. And I also have a video on character archetypes, link below. Actually, have three videos on that. I will just do a cut and paste of their personality and just drop it into a section of the chart because I want to make sure that I align their personality with their actions and their words. I'm not rigid about it because that would just be too formulaic. So everybody has a personality and yet they have nuances within their personality. The character types, the personality, the Myers-Briggs, all of that just helps me lasso it in so I can create a character that comes alive on the page. Now, don't get me wrong. My characters will often do things that are unexpected, but the reader needs to be surprised by that, not feel manipulated by it. The fifth thing in my character charts are their quirks. This might be my favorite part one of my favorite parts. It's their mannerisms, phrases they use unique to them, unique gestures. I'm going to use Dragon Lady again as an example because I had all those pirates and I wanted to make each pirate chieftain stand out to come alive. One of the pirate chieftains always tugged on his goatee. Another of the pirate chieftains who had one bad ear, actually historically one bad ear, I had I had him point to his ear or lean forward with the good ear or talk about his one good ear. I had another character who spit a lot. I like the quirks because it gives the reader more visual and the character seems more consistent. Remember in Game of Thrones, I don't remember how it was in the novel, but towards the end, Cersei's always had a drink in her hand. We assumed she was a drunk at some point, right? So that would be kind of a unique that she was doing you expected her to do that. I also include their preferences. That can be anything to what drink they like, food they like, their fashion style, books that they like to read, cars they like to drive, anything. Anything you are going to talk about in your novel. Just drop that in so you can stay consistent. The seventh thing is a backstory but only if needed. Most of my characters don't need extensive backstories, but if they do, I just drop them into the chart. Once again, it helps me stay consistent. The next three things on my character chart were game changers for me and really helped me flesh out the character arc. I include their weaknesses and their issues. But here's the trick with the weaknesses and issues. They need to align with their personality. I mean, you can't have a party girl who's afraid of letting loose, right? Make sure the weakness or the issue makes sense within the personality. Weaknesses can be anything from fear of spiders to intimacy, to being left alone, a- anything. For example, in Indiana Jones, we know at the very beginning of that very first movie that he hates snakes, right? He's like, snakes, I hate snakes. So a savvy viewer says, aha, there's gonna be some snakes for him that he is gonna to have to master his fear of snakes. Here's the thing with weaknesses and the character arc. A character needs weaknesses to overcome to complete that character arc. You can also use their weaknesses to create conflict, drama, tension, and conflict. You can use their weaknesses to push the plot forward, skew it to the side, put it in a tailspin, or solve a problem. And no, I do not know all my character's weaknesses when I first start out, they emerge. By the end of my first draft, I have a pretty complete character chart. And so then when I go back to my subsequent drafts or my next draft, I'm going to start weaving in more of these weaknesses and you know what's coming next, right? Their strengths. If you don't know what a character arc is, I also have a video on that too. See, I gotcha. And that will be linked in the box below. Because weaknesses and strengths enrich that whole middle of the story and draw things out and create all that lovely rising action and intensifying of the rising action, I've also included that link as well. It's called Middle of the Story Tips. See how useful this character chart is? Let's get back to strengths. These emerge as well. Although sometimes I'm like pretty confident about what their strength would be. Sometimes I know, sometimes I'm still trying to figure it out as I write. Archetypes are great for finding character strengths and weaknesses. And once again, yes, I have that in the link in the description box as well. In Goddesses, Inc., I have four main characters. And so I use their strengths and weaknesses to create that woven story. And they needed both their strengths and weaknesses for the ending. No plot spoilers. If you use your character's strengths together, especially if it's that kind of novel where you have a bunch of people working together. And this is not about superpowers because they all seem to do that in those superhero movies. But if everybody uses their strengths, and sometimes even the weaknesses turn out to be strengths, right? You're showing that people are stronger together, united, than apart and trying to do it on their own. The 10th thing I put in a character chart is the weakness they need to overcome for the character growth. Now, not every character needs character growth. Your main characters, people like that. Most successful ongoing TV sitcoms have the main characters constantly overcoming their weaknesses. And it seems like they have a new weakness, usually as part of their weakness. So it's something to overcome because and they learn something about themselves or about others at the end of the show. We like that. We're satisfied by that. That's what stories are about. Remember, a story is about the characters. Readers are connected to the characters. And your job as a writer is to bring them to life for the reader. That's 10 things I put in my character charts. I hope you learned a few things. I hope you will join me next week when I'm going to be discussing dialogue tags. He said, she said, they said. I have 11 tips for when to use dialogue tags. Remember, all this month, the month of February, I am having a contest for this gorgeous goddess necklace. Not this one. You'll get a new one. It's to celebrate Goddesses Ink, which comes out in March. It's silver and gold overlay. I'm a little bit obsessed with it. You need to share and tag my videos on either Facebook or Instagram. And then every time you share and tag, you get entered into the draw for the necklace. Here's an up-close picture of it. If you haven't already, I would love if you would hit that subscribe and notify button. Thank you so much. And remember writers to dream, create, and embrace. Bye-bye.